Welcome to Leading the Next Generation with Tim Elmore. I'm your co-host, Andrew McPeak, and our mission here at Growing Leaders is to empower the emerging generations with skills to lead in real life. Hey, leaders, Andrew McPeak here. Joining me, of course, is Dr. Tim Elmore. Um, and today's a little bit different. Yes, it is. A little new, a little exciting. So we're glad to have you guys with us. We're really excited about some of the updates here. We're uh, thrilled to continue bringing you guys the same kind of great quality of content. But we just, you know, from time to time need a refresher. So we're all really excited about yep, that here. I am. Good. Um, we actually thought the best way to kick off sort of a, a new podcast in some ways is to talk about a new generation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we've got a really exciting conversation today about Generation Alpha. Yeah. So the Alpha Generation listeners, in case you've not heard that term or you've heard it but don't know what it means, it is the population of children actually younger than Generation Z. Yeah. So just when we got up to speed on Gen Z, and some people are just getting up to speed on the millennials, yes. here are these younger children that are basically elementary age and younger who are really beginning to be studied now. Yeah. And of course, all of the research done on young children is in pencil because yeah. it's going to change. If yes. you ask a kid who's seven what his favorite movie is, it's going to change at nine and then 11 exactly. and, and 13. But yeah. the point is we've got some early data and some early stories that I thought would be helpful for our listeners. Absolutely. So this is kind of our introduction to Generation Alpha, what we know so far. Yeah. So do you mind if I start with a story? Please do. So we, we collect stories here at Growing Leaders. You know that and yes. I know that. But my daughter, Bethany, is often the source of many stories, mm -hmm. but her first job after she graduated from the university uh, was teaching at a preschool. Uh -huh. So she was working with young children, uh, and one particular evening she came home, uh, she had dinner with her mother and I, and she said, Dad, something really funny happened today at school. I said, well, tell me. She said, well, one of our four-year-old little boys named Bera had picked up probably accidentally a regular hardback book. Uh huh. So he was just, she said, I saw him just examining it. Like, this is a new thing. I've not seen yeah, a book it looks before. a little different. Yeah, yeah. He was only four. Yeah. But as he was holding the book, he did something that only a kid from the digital age would do. Uh huh. He took his finger on the cover of that book and began to stroke it as if it were an iPad. Yes. Why is it? I'm trying to manipulate this touchscreen. <laughs> Why is this? And nothing was happening. And Bethany <laughs> told me, my daughter, she said, I had to go over and say, sweetheart, it's a book. It's really old fashioned. You have to open it up and, yeah. and look at the pictures. Yeah. But he just assumed that anything hard and flat must be, must be a touchscreen. And I said to her, Bethany, welcome to the digital generation. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Every generation, we've said this for years, every generation is a product of the world they're growing up in. Yeah. And that is true yeah. for these kids today. So Tim, could you kind of introduce us to the alphas? Yeah. What do we know about them so far when we use this term? Where did maybe, where even did that term come from? Uh, so tell us about alphas. Well, the term actually came from the Greek alphabet. Um, so we had generation Y, yep. that was the millennials. Yep. And then generation Z, that was the, we often call them the coronials or yeah. the centennials. But um, after Z in the Greek alphabet is A yeah. and alpha. So when uh, Mark McCrindle in Australia, a researcher, put out a survey, thousands of respondents, uh, the number one answer was, well, let's go back to A. Let's call them the alpha generation. Mm. And they are the youngest generation. Some are calling them, get this, the mini millennials. Interesting. Yeah, miniature millennials. So mm. meaning they're like mini me, 
Yes. You know, I hate to go too deep in the research here, but yeah. M- Mini Me was from a star-studded <laughs> film. That's very deep in the Mike research. Myers. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. So Generation Alpha would be um, have some characteristics much like the millennials. And to be honest with you, we'll talk about this at the end, but much like the senior generation. Interesting. So far, basically the cycle of, of history comes through. They are the youngest children, as I mentioned, being studied today. Um Social scientists are disagreeing on the exact year they start. Okay. Some would have them starting as early as 2011, meaning Gen Z stopped at 2010. I feel like it's a bit early. We've had a lot of conversations. Yeah. Yep. We looked at books. Um, I, I believe they start at about 2016. And yeah. the reason I do is because if you look at the world that each generation grew up in, so much pivoted at 2016. Yeah. In fact, if you don't mind, let me just share a couple of things, just reminders, listeners, yeah. to what we saw change. So they were born into a politically polarized world Yes. Uh, with a Trump administration taking office. And I'm not blaming left or right. I'm just saying- It just was. By yeah. that time, it was not civil- It was yelling on social media, sometimes in person, neighbors can't be neighborly. And so these kids looked up at the adults and said, oh, is this how you do adulthood? And it's kind of scary. Number two, a pandemic marked their early years. So if they're six years old, one third of their life has been a pandemic with people dying, people wearing masks, people getting vaccinations. Yep, staying could, home, all that stuff. You can only imagine if 33% of your life was this, you're going, is this what life on earth is like? Yeah. You know, just yeah. amazing. And then lastly, think about this. Mental health has always been a problem their entire lives for their millennial and Gen Z parents. Mm. Now, they may not be feeling anxious as a five-year-old, although I will say this. We're hearing elementary school teachers say, oh, yeah, anxiety starts in elementary school. Yeah. Second, third, fourth grade. And I feel horrible about that because I'm thinking, let them be kids. Yeah. That can't be right. Yeah. Yeah. That can't be right. So anyway, they're they're already growing up in a very, very different world. And we are looking now today at what are some of the realities that we could expect based on a generation of kids. Yeah. And this is one of the great challenges with this. And one of the reasons why we don't, you know, researchers don't start too early, right? Yes. Is, yeah. is, is because you, you already mentioned this. You can't sit down with a six-year-old and say, what do you think your generation's going to really care about, right? <laughs> They're going right. to say, in Kanto, what else? Yeah, you that's know? right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think what we're trying to do maybe is do the best job we can. So do give us the best job we can. Okay. What can we know about the alphas so far in the world they're growing up in? Yeah, good. This is a, That's a good question. So first of all, worldwide, they're predicted to be the largest generation of children ever. Interesting. It is, because you don't always expect that. At least we shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, One would say, well, if the world keeps getting bigger, of course they're the biggest. But that's not always true. Yeah. The builder generation was smaller. Gen X was smaller. Gen Z was smaller. So globally, now keep in mind, most of the children are in Africa and Asia. Yes. Not America. Yeah. So largest generation in the world, not the largest in American history. Mm. In fact, they're smaller than the millennials. Interesting. Uh, If you stop and think about your generation, which would be giving birth to children, are often choosing careers first and then children. So they're waiting to have babies. Yep. And, or and not that, having babies at all. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's not a criticism necessarily. Although I will say this, if you're listening and you're contemplating a baby, we need to replace the retiring and dying generations. Yeah. Just economically and I think yeah. socially. Yeah. We need people from all generations with different perspectives. So um, that being said, here's what we know about the alphas. One, they will likely be the most educated generation ever. Yeah. But that would be continuing a trend. Yes. Uh, the millennials were more educated than Gen X. Gen X was more educated than boomers. Yeah. Gen Z was more educated than millennials. Yeah. So number two, 
They will likely be the most technologically immersed generation ever. That will not be surprising. Absolutely. So I think the latest data I read was 90% of preschool age kids are already very familiar with a tablet and they're mm. navigating through a tablet. It's the new babysitter. Yeah, that's so right. It is. Yeah. yeah. Number three, they will likely be the most materially endowed generation ever. Mm. So even More if you stuff. look- yeah, middle-class America, certainly affluent America, just lots of stuff. And we tend to expect that we feel entitled to a norm that was much higher than our grandparents. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Number four, they will likely be the most impatient generation ever. So yeah. already just watching children getting impatient quicker. Yep. And oftentimes kids are are more patient because they're, they're you know I I got, I got time. Yeah. I, I'm not being what rushed to a meeting. That's yes. right. Yeah. yeah. But but they're so used to instant yes. gratification. This is not a comment on their character. No. It's a comment on the world they're growing up. Very in. good. Yeah. yeah. They Alexa tells them the answer right away. Exactly. Uh, and they might even get impatient with Alexa. Indeed. We've heard parents say, "My four year old is getting rude to Alexa." Yeah. yeah this is crazy. Uh, they will likely be the most self-directed generation ever. Mm. So think about this. They're going to be not only telling smart technology what to do, but also receiving smart technology directions. Yeah. We'll talk more about they that. They won't need adults as much. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Uh, here's a couple more. Uh, the next one, they will likely be the generation who experiences more virtual relationships than even human ones. Mm. Now, they could be equal, but yeah. think about that. Siri, Alexa, Google, we're going to be talking, not just typing. Yep. They're going to have relationships with robots, robots, smart technology, yeah. gadgets in the home, smart homes, yep. smart cars. And it's already happening. I mean, there are yeah. several ways. I think a lot of adults are interacting with artificial intelligence and don't even know they're doing it yeah. sometimes. Yeah. When I'm texting something or, or I'm talking on the phone, I'm talking to a robot, right? Yeah. Um, and I think this generation is going to get doing be doing that at earlier and earlier ages. No doubt about it. The last one, which is a little bit more sad for me, just personally speaking, they will likely be they will be the most likely generation to spend their childhood without both of their biological parents. Mm. So uh, marriages uh, sometimes don't last. Yep. Uh, divorces happen. We know it just happens, but it's just sad because it's that it's just more complex when you got to travel to two or three different places to make family work. Absolutely. So that's what we see on the horizon. Yeah. It's not necessarily going to be a fact. We could reverse some of those trends, but that's the trend. Yeah. We see right. That's now. always that's the little asterisk next to all these conversations. Is yeah. That it's so early, they're so young that a lot can still be developed. But what we can begin to ask is, okay, we kind of know who they are, at least what we can know yeah. so far. But how are they? going to be different from yes. the generations that came before. We did this when the millennials came along yes. and then we saw Generation Z. And so yeah. we were kind of watching those differences. What are you seeing so far in terms of differences? Yeah, it's it's hard to say a lot, okay. but I have three ideas. Um, and these three are based on just limited data. Once again, I like the term, let's put this in pencil, not yes, ink. Of course. Uh, but number one is autonomy. We're seeing that they're different in their levels of autonomy, even at young ages. Now, mm. you would picture a young child, oh, they're going to need parents, they're going to need caring adults. They do. However, because they're engaging with smart technology, they're getting answers and they're asking Alexa questions they used to ask mom and dad, yeah. or kids used to ask mom yeah. and dad. So with a tablet in hand in preschool, they're learning to navigate their world all by themselves. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Number two, anxiety. Yep. Uh, it's becoming normalized. It was for Gen Z. It's even more so. We're hearing that elementary school age children are feeling anxious about all the pressures they're feeling. And I'm going, oh my gosh, pressures? More than where my, where's my toy? Yeah. 
but it is. Um, so they're being exposed to adult realities. That's been true for Gen Z too. But think about it. If you're six or seven and you're exposed to information that was not meant for your ears, but because it's out there, uh, the the war in Ukraine, yeah, they can't help but hear about it. Yeah. And it's in real time. It's and popping up in their feeds. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So again, I, I'm always careful about this because I think it's going to be easy to see in the alpha generation the extinction of childlikeness and the extension of childishness. Yeah. That's the prediction. We're, we're going to see childlikeness go faster. Yep. And then I may want to remain a child because I didn't get a real good childhood. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, but Those that's Those are trends concern. we're seeing with older generations, yes. like Generation Z. And so it's yeah. not, it wouldn't be surprising to expect that to continue and even expand. Unless we can lead them differently. Yes. Yeah. The last one is the word agency. Mm-hmm. And we're already seeing this in eight-year-old kids yeah. or seven-year-old kids. But uh, they don't feel they need to wait to implement their ideas. On one of these podcasts, we talked about Lucy's love blankets. Mm-hmm. Lucy Blaylock was an eight-year-old kid who asked her mom and grandma to teach her how to sew. She sewed two blankets, one for a friend at birthday, posted on social media, who needs a blanket? 16 people said, I need a blanket. Yep. Instead of choosing one, she said, I'll make 16 blankets. She has made 500 blankets. She's still a child. Yep. She's made 1,000 masks for covid she is just taken off and I'm going, this is an, el- she's in elementary school. It's just crazy. Yeah. But I love the agency they feel even Absolutely. at young ages. Yeah. Why, why do I need to wait if I've got YouTube to teach yeah. me how to do it, social media to <laughs> connect right. me to the people who need it, right? What's holding me back? Yeah. So we need parents now that re that don't say, don't do that. We need, yeah. to say, okay, I'll help you. I'll be your guide. Yeah. And you do this. So um, years ago, I read... Uh, one of the first books, not the first book, but one of the first books you wrote on Generations, Generation IY. And I remember yeah. vividly reading about the shifts that you yeah. saw uh, yeah. from the early millennials to the late millennials. Then we did the same thing with Generation Z and our Generation yeah. Z unfiltered book. Um, I, I'm curious for us to do that again, right? As yeah. you're seeing these realities of what you think is going to kind of define Generation Alpha, what shifts can we expect from what we're beginning to get used to with Generation Z, yeah. right? Coming behind them, what shifts should we expect uh, uh, at the Alpha's to bring with them? Well, I have just a few, but this is what I'm seeing so far. Okay. Okay. Uh, these are all tongue-in-cheek phrases, so just enjoy the tongue firmly planted. It will be really in- shocking for our listeners to hear you say a tongue-in-cheek yeah, phrase. Yeah, that's right. I know. I'm so serious <laughs> all the time. This is actually serious data, but I tend to laugh my way through life, so yeah. please forgive me yeah, if that's this is great. offensive. All right. So number one, Andrew, you're going to love this. Binge-watching is morphing into cringe-watching. <laughs> I know. I'm not kidding. And and it's, it doesn't just rhyme because I want it to rhyme. I was going to say, nobody can stretch a rhyme like That's Tim right. Elmore. So I love it. Gen Z grew up with the ability to binge watch uh, Game of Thrones on Netflix or whatever show they wanted, the sinkable Kimmy shit, whatever. Um, so I want to say, because the alpha generation is growing up with a further addition of smart technology on their phones, binging is old hat for alphas. They're showing a predisposition for cringe watching, which in my definition is viewing a show on demand over and over and over until their parents are cringing. Okay, you watched it, but because they can't. See, I didn't grow up that way. At eight years old, I thought, well, if I miss the TV show, I missed it. That's it. Yeah. I'll never see it. Yeah. But they're going, not only do I watch it on demand, I can watch it over and over and yep. over and over again. And it's starting so. right now with Paw Patrol, right? Because I have <laughs> lots of friends who've got these young kids. Yeah. And it's like, I've watched the same episode of Paw Patrol 89 times. <laughs> You know, and I can't get away from it. Or I've watched Frozen. You've memorized it. Yes. yes. I can that's sing right. every song. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And for the Alphas, uh, Encanto is the new Frozen. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's Absolutely. interesting. Okay. So that's number one. 
The second one um, I think I'm seeing is master learning is morphing into personalized learning. Mm. So we all got familiar with that term master learning. We yeah. love that phrase still even to this day. But a wide range of topics became available as Gen Z was growing up, and they still are growing up, yeah. with master classes, TED Talks, YouTube channels, and the like. Alphas are going to be growing up with a, expecting a personalized learning experience tailored for their learning style. Yeah. Uh, so, boy, that's just amazing to me. I mean, we I had Mrs. Ballard in second grade, and whatever she gave us, that's what we ate, you yeah. know? But um, they're going to expect a more tailored learning style. So it's a personalized learning that I think we're seeing coming along the way. Schools may need to get with it and figure out a way to do this. Yeah. Can we expect that the school of the quote unquote future will uh, create, have a screen in front of every student that personalizes the experience for that student yeah. based on their own learning style and wherever they're at? I think that's a reality that yeah. can come. Could be. Number three, um, compromise is morphing into polarize. Mm. I probably don't even need to explain this. This is more the world they're living in than them. Yeah. But um, the alphas only know an adult population around them who've been divided, fighting, and taking sides on almost every issue from so true. masks to politics to vaccines. It's just, it's sad. And the reason, I, you may not agree, but for me, I think about these little kids growing up and they don't see adults acting like adults. We're acting like kids sometimes. Yeah with our inability to, to resolve conflict or even agree to disagree. Yeah. But we just can't do that. We can't allow so. for that. I remember years ago, you actually used to make the joke when we were talking about millennials, um, you know, if we ever wonder why they ha can't grow up and become a healthy adult, it's because they've never seen one, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think this is kind of the new version of that, right? Yeah. If they can't grow up and work as a team or learn to compromise or be able to have an argument in a healthy way, it's because they've never seen an adult yeah. be able to do that. Yeah, it's it's a bit sad. Yes, it is. Not everywhere, but in many places. All right, number four, here's another morph. Um, electronics is morphing into robotics. So we touched on that just a minute ago, but yeah. Gen Z grew up as artificial intelligence was becoming common. Yeah. But some of them can remember a day before there was um, a phone that could sense what you're wanting next yeah. and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Uh, alphas are growing up as robotics are becoming quite common. Mm -hmm. uh, while kids once grew up telling a device what to do, that device may soon tell them what to do. In some ways and it that, already is. I know. Yes, yeah. I know it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, you and I even have the experience. You get on Netflix and you get done with a movie. It's already Absolutely. teeing up the next movie and telling you what to watch. It's an early form of this exact thing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now you don't have to, but we often just feel least, we don't feel very strongly. So yeah. we'll just stay in front of the TV and yeah. eat those Cheetos. Well, it is funny, you know, like the first version of every one of these technologies is not good. And so yes. as in like not done super yes. well. Yeah. I remember the very first version of of Alexa and, you know, yeah. Siri and all those. Yeah. They didn't really work that well. You'd yeah. say something and she'd do something totally yes. random yeah. afterwards. And so I think older generations were like, I, this is, yeah. it's a gimmick. It's not a real thing. And I think by the time this generation is utilizing that technology, yeah. it won't be a gimmick. Anymore. That's right. It's going to be yeah. actually helpful. It's going to hear you correctly and all of those things. And so this generation is going to get more used to it and adapt to it, I think, a little faster. I think you're right. That's yeah. what I was well put. I think that that evolution always happens with technology. Uh, the last one I would give on the on what's morphing, I think for alphas, on demand mm. is morphing into make depends. <laughs> and this is anecdotal, but here's what I see. Yeah. We all know the on demand world. We love it. Yeah. We can watch a movie on demand. Mm -hmm. Make demands is that kid that maybe grew up with Alexa or Siri or whatever and 
parents of preschool age children are telling me they're talking rudely to, like I mentioned earlier, to that device because they can make demands and nobody gets mad at them. You know, so Siri stays happy. Yeah. Alexa stays happy. She keeps serving me no matter what that's, I say to that's her. That's exactly yeah. right. And I like it in my car when I drive, I take a wrong turn. Rerouting. No yelling. Yes. Just we're going to reroute. Exactly. So, of course, this is making parents go, oh, my gosh, I need to teach etiquette to my children because they're yelling or talking rudely to a device. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like those are some of the morphs we're going to see. We're going to see more, but those are ones we see at least so far right now. Well, yeah. this is super good insight so far. And, you know, just like we always do, we've got to get practical. So where we're heading is, what does leadership look like for this generation? But before we get there, we want to take a quick break. We've got an amazing resource. It's coming out soon. You're going to want to know about it because it's going to be where you can dig deeper on this conversation. So let's check it out. Hey, leaders, Andrew here. We've got a really exciting opportunity for you. On Tuesday, May 31st at 12 noon Eastern time, we'll be hosting a webinar to launch our new ebook, An Early Introduction to Generation Alpha. In this webinar, you will hear from Dr. Elmore about the first research we've gathered on Generation Alpha, the students born since 2016. After attending this webinar, you'll receive a free copy of the ebook. You definitely won't want to miss this. Click the link in the show notes to register for the webinar and get your copy of this new resource on Generation Alpha. Okay, Tim. So uh, obviously we've talked about the data, about what we can yeah. know so far <laughs> about these generations, but let's talk about leadership. We're about leadership here, empowering yeah. these this generation with skills to lead in real life. So what is leadership of the alphas? What do you think it's going to look like? I know the jury's still out, but yeah. what do you think it's going to look like? Well, there's some components of good leadership that are timeless. Yeah. So some of the timeless issues of, of, of make sure you model integrity as a parent or coach or teacher, uh, those are all important. I'm going to give a, a short list now that I believe are timely for this generation, as you just mentioned. Uh, so here's what I would say. Uh, in fact, if I were to sit down alone with you in a coffee shop and you said, I got five minutes, what, what do I need to know to lead them? Here's what I would say. Number one, the first thing I would say is with these children growing up in this day, focus on the development of their emotional intelligence. Yes. Yeah. They're naturally going to feel at home with screens. So yeah. they'll be good with screens. Yeah. I bet. That's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much like Gen Z. Yeah. Uh, we must be intentional about helping them build interpersonal skills, self-management, manage their emotions, managing conflict. It's the human element. Yes. So I saw that early on with my millennial children and we started attempting to teach that. I think for alphas, it's going to need to come earlier. Absolutely. So teach emotional intelligence, find ways to model and teach EQ. That's great. Number two, nudge them to play with physical toys. Now, I think a lot of parents and teachers would intuitively know that for young children, but let me tell you why it's important from research and science. Uh, while alphas will acquire new skills with new technology, Absolutely. there's no doubt they're going to get that. We need to recognize that the use of physical toys is reduced when I spend hours and hours and hours on a screen and the development of their imagination and creativity may suffer. Yeah. So science tells us just in front of a screen, I may not develop that. Uh, you get used to certain things. So I would say screens are fine, yep. but match it with time, playing with physical toys and playing with real people, not yeah. digital too 
dimensional people. Yeah, I've been noticing actually a trend in um, in some startup companies and different fundraising uh, ventures that are going on of people actually going back to more old school tools or yeah, old school yeah. toys uh, for yeah. kids. So, you know, I've saw these kind of new wooden blocks and it's like, oh, yeah. that's not new. But it also kind of is because yeah. we aren't using those kinds of things anymore. <clears throat> yeah. So I do think businesses are already starting to start up around this, which is awesome. I do too. Number three, um, help them cultivate deeper relationships. So Gen Z was already growing up in a world filled with social media and screens. And we may have a thousand friends on Instagram, but it's really not a thousand friends. Yes. Yeah. So I think for alphas even more so, let's get ahead of the curve. Yeah. Uh, since our digital connections are superficial and and yet normal for children, uh, we need to enable them to develop meaningful interactions with friends and acquaintances, help them to go deep, maybe even give them questions to ask that's prompt conversation that goes past uh, did you see Encanto? You know, that's what yes, I Yes, exactly. So um, I think that's going to be important. I love that. Number four, promote time for physical activity and outdoor exercise. So Gen Z already has triple the obesity that my generation had growing up 50 years ago. It, it will get worse unless yep. we lead differently. Yep. So we need to just promote getting outside, outdoor exercise. If they're taking a spelling test on Friday, shoot hoops while they're studying for spelling. Yeah, that's great. Or walk as they're talking to friends yep. or whatever. We just need to find a way to get them outside and moving. It's healthy. There's vitamin D. And exercise is great for sending endorphins through your system. Mental so, health as well. That's right. Absolutely. Number five, limit their screen time. I think that probably goes without saying, but the data shows a kid who spends less than two hours daily on portable devices is far less vulnerable to anxiety and depression. Yeah. Uh, over two hours, you extend your vulnerability yes. to bad mental health. Yeah. So I would say that would be a good rule of thumb. Just less than two hours uh, would be fantastic on social media. And screen time in general. We had a rule in our house. You've heard me say this. You've heard me say this probably. With our two children, we said, if you've got two hours in front of a screen, I want to see two hours face-to-face -face with real people. Yeah. It was a great rule of thumb. Absolutely. Number six, place boundaries on social media and phone contract. So I just mentioned the screen time and the social media. Um, I really am a, a believer with phone contracts. And here's why I am. There are so many gadgets today. Can I use that old-fashioned word? That's a boomer word, <laughs> yes. gadget. Yes, I'm sure that's uh, resonating with somebody listening right That's now. right, yes, yes. Some, some old person. <laughs> um, phone contracts or, or really any other kind of agreement or contract with a device that you give a child, but you really bought it for them, yeah. you have every opportunity and right to say, I got this, you yeah. didn't buy this, but let me give you, since I'm a caring adult, some guidelines, yes. some parameters, yes. some boundaries. Yeah. So I love the idea of, of typing up a simple agreement. If you need one, I think we've got them on uh, in our archives on our website mm -hmm. or our blog page. But it's a phone contract with bullet, 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 but doesn't need to be complex. But you basically are saying to your child, I'm going to give it to you for you to use. However, here's some guidelines. If you don't follow these guidelines, I will need to take my phone back for a while. It makes sense. So Absolutely. I would recommend that. Uh, and then lastly, number seven, create margin in their day. We are on a fast track with children today to fill their days more and more with prescriptive activities mm -hmm. from school to recitals to practice to, uh, you know, you name it, games, etc. And I, I don't think any kid likes to be bored, but we have learned that uh, from neuroscientists that our brains actually need boredom. It is in times of boredom that we develop empathy for others 
and creativity within ourselves. Mm. So uh, simplify their days to create some space. They're going to groan and moan because their friends aren't as bored maybe, but they're going to grow up with healthy brains. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we need to be more worried about their mental health than their resume. And I think yes. far too many of us are thinking, can I schedule yeah. my kid for this, 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 and this? But we've got we've to say, yep. you know what? Margin is just as important as checking all the boxes on, yep. on that resume. That's great. Well, Tim, I know uh, your big emphasis here is about our leadership, right? Yeah. We're not going to sit down with seven-year-olds today and go, here's all the things you need to know as a generation. I think really the thing that's on on our shoulders right now is to ask, what does great leadership look like? Yeah. And I know you really like to think through what are the options for us? Because yeah. the jury's still out on the yes. alphas. Yeah. Ultimately, what's going to become of them is really about what becomes of us right now. No doubt. Um, and so talk to us about that. So obviously, our leadership is going to have a lot to do with how they turn out, mm -hmm. more so in the younger years. Uh, probably everyone knows this, but let me just say it for the record. The first five years of a human being's life is the most moldable years. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if somebody said, I don't know what to do with my career, if I want to shape the world, you know what? Teach kindergartners, you know, yes. teach the that younger, changes younger. the world faster yeah, than anything really else. Does. Yeah. yeah. So um, here's something that I absolutely am infatuated by. I, I, I know that's a strong word, but I love this idea. These children are growing up in a very tumultuous time, mm -hmm. not unlike a century ago. Mm, and I'm going yeah. to compare here real quick as we kind of close out. So I wonder if we could lead Generation Alpha the way the adults led the senior generation, the group that we came to know as the senior generation. Mm. Now, some of you listening will remember, and you might even remember, even though you're a young whippersnapper. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember Tom Brokaw? I do. wrote that great book called The Greatest Generation. Yes. Yeah. It was I was a, young, but yes. It was about the senior generation who mm -hmm. ended up fighting in World War II, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Civic generation, community service-minded, others-minded. Just a very, very, not perfect, but yes. great generation. Mm -hmm. Well, the alphas are a hundred years later. And I take heart in this fact. Two historians by the name of Neil Howe and William Strauss wrote a book years ago called The Fourth Turning. Yes. And it was about how in every century, there are four or five generations that cycle through that often have similarities in them as they come through. From century to century. Exactly. Yeah. Like, for instance, in the middle of the 18th century, we had a revolutionary war. In the middle of the 19th century, we had a civil war. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the 20th century, we had a World War II. Yeah. So it was major wars. There was a comeback generation afterwards. We call them the boomers. Yep. But it's very interesting how they're mm -hmm. similar. I would say it this way. History doesn't repeat itself, but it does echo. Yes. So if we could say, how could we lead these alpha generation children who are going through so many, sim so many similar things to the senior generation when they were kids? Wouldn't it be amazing to, to produce a group of adults in 20 years that we go, they're so ready. Yeah. So here's a quick comparison as we wrap up. I'm going to compare the alpha generation today, children today, to the senior generation uh, from before. And I want to look at these two columns, if we lead them well and if we fail to lead them well. Mm. So if we lead them well, they're going to be problem solvers. That's what the senior generation was. If we fail to lead them well, they'll likely be part of the problem. Yeah. I mean, so much is coming at them. Uh, number two, if we lead them well, they'll they'll embrace a service mindset, yeah. others mindset. Yep, that's what the senior generation did. If we fail to lead them well, they'll embrace a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Things are running out. I'm growing up in a pandemic. Hold on to your toys. Yes. You know that sort of yeah. thing. If we lead them well, number three, they may experience PTSD, a stress disorder, yeah. after this horrific two years. 
if we lead them well, they'll enjoy PTG, post-traumatic growth. We've talked a lot about that. And I believe we can lead them into post-traumatic growth. Uh, if we lead them well, excuse me, if we lead them well, number four, they'll emerge with a grit narrative. Mm -hmm. If we don't lead them well, they'll emerge with a victim narrative. I'm a victim of these bad times. I deserve, I'm entitled to a gift here. Mm -hmm. um, if we lead them well, five, they'll see a silver lining to the dark cloud. If we don't lead them well, they're just going to see the dark cloud. Yes. And then lastly, if we lead them well, they'll be resilient and resourceful. If we don't lead them well, they'll be reactive and regretful. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the part, Andrew, I want to close with. When I looked at the senior generation in history, they were children that grew up in the beginning of the 20th century, just like the alphas are growing up toward the beginning of the 21st century. Yeah. The seniors had a pandemic. Yep. It was the Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. The alphas are growing up in a pandemic, COVID-19. The seniors grew up in the roaring 20s. The alphas are growing up in their own version of the roaring 20s. Things it's are called, roaring. That's yes. right. Yeah. yeah. And then there was an economic downturn. It was called the Great Depression 100 years ago. Well, kids are going in this tumultuous economy. There are so many parallels, but they could come out with grit if we lead them well. And that's mm. my push for everyone listening. Let's lead them and let's turn out another great generation of kids that are ready to lead us in 20 or 30 years. I love it. I love it. Well, Tim, thank you so much for doing the preliminary research, beginning to explore some of this and sort of bringing it to us. Even though mm -hmm. we're dealing with wet cement, yeah. these kids being the wet cement, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, we do have a great opportunity in front of us. So yeah. um, as you guys just heard, we have a really great resource coming out. Tim has taken some of the content you just heard and even way more stuff than this and put together a brand new ebook. It's called An Early Introduction to Generation Alpha. So we want to invite you to check out the show notes and find uh, out how you can get that resource for free, actually. Mm -hmm. So we'd love yeah. to have you a part of that. Um, so uh, as always, if you would rate this podcast, give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, that gets the word out about what we're doing here. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to share this with somebody you know, somebody who's maybe leading some Generation Alpha kids and you think they may find it useful, we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we're at Growing Leaders and at Tim Elmore pretty much everywhere you are. Yeah. And then finally, if you've got ideas for this podcast, other subjects you think we should cover or people you think we should interview, shoot us an email. It's podcast at growingleaders.com. We love getting those. Tim, thank you so much again for leading us. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs> 